Hey, Geekscapists, arguably the most anticipated movie of the summer, The Dark Knight Rises, is out, and we have seen it, and this is going to be the big Ian Kerner, Jonathan London assessment of Christopher Nolan's finale to The Dark Knight trilogy that he started with Batman Begins, continued in The Dark Knight, and this past weekend culminated with The Dark Knight Rises. If you have not seen the movie, we're going to spoil the hell out of it, so you better go out and see it, then come back, and we'll tell you whether it was good or bad. Because I think the interesting thing about this movie, a movie I really, really enjoyed, is it's both. Yeah. And Ian is here to help me figure out what it means. Because I enjoyed the film, but let me tell you, an hour into the movie, when Batman finally shows up, my reaction was, oh, oh he's, he's Batman's gotta, in this movie. He's got to be in this. Because I was so interested in just seeing arguably for the first time this summer, and on this big of a scale, a filmmaker, like I said earlier on the Geeks podcast, using the full faculties of the medium. The cinematography, the directing, the audio, the music, the performances, all of it. It's just great watching Christopher Nolan shape a story. And I was wrapped up in it, and then you, Batman showed up. You, 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 you were just hoping this movie was just about the 99% rising up, right? <laughs> well, That's what you thought the movie was. It was the economic conditions of, of New York City mm-hmm. and you know, this, this clueless Howard Hughes guy sitting around, you know, you know, maybe people taking advantage of his stupidity to take his money. But who cares because all the rich deserve to be put out in the street, right? Well, we're going to get into that because the, the one thing that I think about uh, Batman's movie, the Batman movies that Christopher Nolan did and... Uh, and seeing the billboards, I thought he was going to do this, and I was hoping he would do this. And uh, to an extent, he did do this. Was I thought in Dark Knight, he had this thesis of whose responsibility is it for social order slash justice? Who 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 has the social responsibility? Whose hands? And he introduced the Joker as anarchy. He introduced Batman as an order through fear and vigilance. And then a better option was Harvey Dent, order through a white shining night. At that point, Batman in The Dark Knight says, I can step down, Harvey Dent has this, and Joker does the one thing that I thought was really brilliant about The, the Dark Knight was he blows up Harvey, disfigures him, and turns him into the in-between. The literal personification of anarchy in order in uh, Two-Faith. And I was like, wow, this, this is really great storytelling. Where I thought that The Dark Knight got away from... Uh, dovetailing both the theme of the movie and the, the, the thesis of the movie and its uh, characters' arcs were in that boat scene where you have... I think what the argument of the movie was was ultimately the populace is who ha- holds the responsibility for a city's order. And you have the scene between the two boats, the criminals and the... And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. The only problem is is that Batman and Joker are way over here in this other dis- like scene and they don't necessarily correlate. You know, Joker may or may not have a detonator. He definitely has hostages. These guys over here may or may not have a detonator that works. And I was like, okay, this is starting to get a little... Uh, this isn't as clear-cut. And whatever, Chris, you're, you and David Goyer are trying to say... It's, it's an ambitious it's social itself. statement, but, but does the thesis... Prove true. I, I the fact the, that those people acted the way yeah. they did, so Batman was right. Yeah, in, in the dark. I mean, in the dark I, I don't night. know if you if you were on that boat, the other boat's getting blown up, right? <laughs> I mean, um, I was talking to a couple of my friends about I, it. it I'd, like, it I'd, like, I'd like to think I was. Like, I'm a good person, and and that's ultimately what what the decision was in that scene. But ultimately, like, what what, what is this movie saying? And um, and let's talk about the Dark Knight because I think it's a great way to get into. The eight years later yes. of the Dark Knight Rises. Yes. So uh, at at the end of the movie, of course, Harvey Dent uh, loses control. He's two faced. He holds uh, Commissioner Gordon's family hostage, 
and in taking him down, Batman kills him, uh, Harvey falls, Commissioner Gordon's family is saved, and in the closing lines, Batman escapes on his bat pod and says, Gordon, you need to, let, you, you need to know, make them fear me. I, we need well, to, no, it's, well, he has it, to take the blame for killing to Harvey. Take the, he has to take the blame it for killing Harvey. It can't be anything about the commissioner's right. kid being taken. Harvey, Harvey did nothing wrong. Right. Because it'll undermine everything he did. The Dent Act is so important. And that's how you reenact. criminals. And that's how you, re, 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 wait, that's wait. How you reestablish the order. But more, right. more, more importantly for me is Gordon's final speech about him being the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to hunt him. We're going to chase him. You know, he's the hero that... That Gotham needs and deserves. Right. Okay. He's the hero. He can take it. That's the big point. Yeah, Batman. He can take us chasing him. He could take the vilification. He could take all of it. He's going to do it. And the thing is, and and I have to ask myself. And so that's where Dark Knight Knight ends ends. with 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 the reestablishment of order through Batman's sort of like like witch hunt, like fear like fear thing, like through his through his descent act. But it's interesting when you say it ends with the reestablishment of order. My feeling was. Leaving the movie, leaving the Dark Knight, was it leaves with the setup for how they will reestablish order, right. which gets me to my first problem with you know with Dark Knight Rises. So ten minutes. Dark Knight, in. Dark Knight Rises opens, and nobody's seen Batman in eight years, and people. Well, wait, we don't, you don't people, know that well, when it opens. Well, people really you, haven't seen. No, you don't know that. But when you it know opens. Bruce Wayne is a recluse. No, no. When it opens, okay. it's, it, it's it's Harvey Dent's funeral and Gordon giving a speech. Right. And he's and, going to tell the truth about Harvey Dent. Right. And he doesn't. Do you know at that point that he's going to tell the truth about Harvey Dent? Or do you only know that later when Bane actually reads the letter? No, he implies that okay. that's what that letter was. That he's going to it's say Harvey Dent had turned into a, you know, I'm re- right. and I'm resigning. Right. Now, because and, I, because I lied. Because and, I lied about Harvey Dent. And it seems, by the way, that that's, so it, it opens over, they're giving this, this whole conversation. And you know that it's a time of peace. You know that, that, that the, the, the police have the ability to use excessive force and putting criminals away. You talk about Blackgate Prison. The Dent Act seems to have removed a lot of... The criminal element. Well, more than the criminal element, it also seems to have removed certain civil liberties that exist, right. parole and things like that. Yeah. Which we could debate whether or not that's a good thing. That probably needs its own podcast. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, but, but, <laughs> a, 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 a libertarian podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, but no, but, but, but you know, we're laughing about it, but it's interesting because, you know, many times and every now and then you get something like this in a comic book where it's like, you know, when you realize the civil liberties that have been violated by someone who were vigilant that comes around, who's pretty much been, co- his actions have been co-signed by the police, mm-hmm. and he beats the living shit out of you, you know, the, the, there's no probable cause for any of the evidence. Like, how is a lawyer supposed to get them convicted right. in the real world? Well, what no one did that's very clever in The Dark Knight is he does this Dent Act. Right. The Dent Act, ostensibly, without us having it printed out in front of us, ostensibly allows for these things to work, for you you're slamming his criminals down. And when The Dark Knight rises... There's been this, you know, unparalleled level of peace. The the major criminal families have been broken up. Yeah, there's still some petty crimes and all that, but in, in essence, you know, Gotham is, had been a war zone. Um, I, I, actually, I kind of like to go a little bit deeper in the analysis because we have to talk about Batman Begins as well. I mean, right. in, in this conversation, we have to talk about the trilogy because this is the capper to the trilogy. So, you know, when in Batman Begins, we find here's a city and it's a mess, and you know, these criminal elements are, you know are in charge of everything. They've and the Waynes were not avenged. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well that's the whole thing. In, in, in Batman Begins, 
we find the whole Ra's al Ghul plotline with the League of Shadows, we come to discover that this League of Shadows has operated when, when a city's really, you know, become completely decadent, they show up and they just take it down. Right? You know, they burned Rome, that kind of thing. And apparently, they were looking to take Gotham down, you know, 20, what is it, 23 years earlier, right? Uh, and basically, the Waynes saw things were bad, and they figured out how to, they, the initial way the League of Shadows was doing it was through economic means. They were really pumping up the whole, you know, the depression that was going on. But Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, figured out a way to get the economy jump-started. And he really hadn't quite done it entirely before his death, but after his death, people rallied around the social programs he was promoting, and Gotham turned around. So, you know, by the time you get to the present in Batman Begins, the League of Shadows still feels, well, the criminal element has now gotten rampant. So it's still decadent. It still needs to come down, Gotham. So then they come up with what I think is the weakness mm-hmm. in Batman Begins is the whole... You know, scarecrow toxin, you know, disseminate it, you know, in the air, that whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's not quite as bad as the mutant making machine in X Men. Or the lizard making stuff in. We're not, let's not talk about it in Spider Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. That's, that's, just, that's the caveat I yeah, had to have yeah. you coming in my house. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you punching my TV. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, we could talk about it. Again, no, it would no, need its own podcast. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think. I, I, did you hear? Baby, I mean, I think the analysis that we, Bibiani and I did it on the website. You know, I, I need to listen to it. Really, actually, really good, and Bibiani it, is great. You know, it's it's out there if you guys want to listen to it. All right, I want to say one thing on it. The movie is literally an abortion. Okay, so no, I, no, I, seriously. I know, no, I know. I know. Amy Pascal heard about the fan reaction, and she literally aborted the whole portion about him being genetically engineered. Right. Which, as bad as that was, at least would make it a, a complete movie. But anyway, right. tangent done. Going back to. The Christopher Nolan trilogy. So, here we are at the beginning of Dark Knight Rises. So, so Batman Begins. It was all about the League of Shadows coming in, doing all that. Fine. You know, here we are at the beginning of Dark Knight Rises. After Dark Knight, it became, okay, the criminal element still had to be undermined by taking down Falcone. But now we had the Dent Act. And, and I, felt, I felt that the setup was, yes, they arrested all those criminals, but there was still more work to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still more work for Batman to do. And... As a comic book fan, especially, I felt that Joker makes this whole statement about what Batman's now started. Mm-hmm. You know, Gordon also, it's. He's opened it up to the freaks. It's opened up to. The freaks yeah. are going to come, they're all going to be drawn to him. Okay? This right there. Didn't come to a Wait a second. Not only that, it's. There's not even a sign of it. Um, I felt. I'm going to be honest. I've seen the movie twice. It's important mm-hmm. for me to note that. Uh, as you know, Jonathan, I actually got into a screening a few days earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised you didn't pick up on, on my text to you because you were worried I would give anything away. And I said, I will be wearing a mask. <laughs> okay? You will, you, know, you will not be able to tell anything from, from my face. And you did a good job. And I thank you for not spoiling anything right. on our screen. But for those of you that have seen the movie, understand why I said it that way. Yeah. Okay, because it was, you know, because apparently if you wear a mask, someone else wearing a mask can, you know, of your face can recognize that and can tell that you're a crazy vigilante. Right. Um, not to get ahead of myself. But um, we get going? to Dark Knight Rises, okay. and I know that, you know, after that speech, I felt they set up Batman is operating, and the cops are working against him, they're chasing him down, and it's hard. Yeah. And there have been times over the years in the comics where that's the case. Right. 
I mean, that's what year one is set up. Yeah, we get that a bit in Batman Begins, sure. But that's an important point. You know, a lot of us, we saw the trailers, everything else. There was a lot of rumors. We weren't sure. Uh, we see Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the movie. When he was cast, everyone said Robin. And they said, no, no, he's this, this Officer Blake. Okay, well, maybe he's really Robin. What I wanted to see, what I hoped for, what I expected knowing it was eight years later, I knew they wanted to do a little bit of Dark Knight Returns in this. But I yeah. thought at least through exposition, he was still Batman for a while, right. and then he retired, you know, fine. He got to the point where the cops could take over. Right. Yeah, he, he cleaned things up. And what this movie does is it does that, but they say it already it happened after Dark Knight. And I, got, I cried a cry bullshit. Yeah. That, I mean, that so colored my first viewing experience of this movie. I was just crushed by that. It just made absolutely no sense to me that, and, and even worse, not only has, Dark, has Batman been gone since the end of Dark Knight, but Bruce so is Bruce Wayne. Gone. Yeah. Bruce Wayne goes all, all Howard Hughes. And yes, Rachel died. He's so destroyed. Fine. Honestly, if he just completely threw himself into Batman and Bruce Wayne was playing Howard Hughes, that would have played even better. That would have been awesome. If he'd been Batman, even if it was for a few years, he gave up on being Bruce Wayne. Because that's always the thing about, you know, he's really, he's more Batman than Bruce Wayne. That's what Rachel said to him. You know, that's his real face. You know, Bruce Wayne is the mask. That's, that was the whole point. So that would have been great. There's even a line in this movie to that effect. Now, did you but, see Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight, like previously to seeing Dark Knight Rises? Was it still fresh in your mind? I rewatched both of them right before Comic-Con. Okay, so me, I hadn't seen them. Last time I saw Dark Knight was in the theaters. And they don't look at me like that, all right? So, so in the theaters, uh, you know, you see, you see pieces of it on TV or Blu-ray or here and there. You watch segments of it. No, I don't. And it, 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 I, I sit down and I watch I, the whole I, movie. I know you do. I know you do. Naked in a robe with some ejaculate. <laughs> so, um, That's it, how it, I watch everything. And, and so, so, so I wasn't tied to this movie and you're right if you watch these things in a row there's stuff that doesn't match up between Dark Knight Rises and uh, in, in the Dark Knight that came before it um, but seeing it as a film I'm like okay this is where we're starting from we're starting from no Batman 8 years no Bruce Wayne in 8 years now let's see where this movie goes and, movie, I, thought that, and I thought that was some pretty interesting stuff no it, it, it's interesting um, and it, it, it does to a point contradict or undersell some of the stuff that came before it but I was like man this is kind of interesting let's see what he does with a, with a hobbled Bruce Wayne in the reestablishment of a Batman. Okay. And now, I like now, that. And let's go back to a hobbled Bruce Wayne. Again, same issues coming up the last movie. Bruce Wayne's been walking around with a cane, apparently from injuries he sustained eight years ago. Mm-hmm. But part of the problem, you realize that The Dark Knight takes place very shortly after Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman Begins ends with the Joker card. And, you know, it's probably, I mean, I think it's maybe six months have gone by. So what that leaves you with is he was Batman for like six months. That's it. <laughs> okay that's important when you look at this movie and realize that so much of this movie is about the public's belief in Batman right. and him saving them you know I mean the legend of it and people and little kids who are drawing and chalk the bat signal well, it's been eight years how the fuck does that kid know who Batman is he wasn't alive again what I'm saying is yes as a part of the trilogy it doesn't match no but on its own I actually thought it was a great film I agree with you. And, and in fact, another friend of mine said this, said, alone, without stacking it up against the other two, it's a great film. Even the social commentary in it is really some fascinating it's more, stuff. It's more clearly defined than it was in Dark Knight. Or yeah, maybe yeah, absolutely. I mean, at times, at, it has at, to be literalized. At, at times, Bane has to say it out loud. Right. Wait, fantastically topical, too. Right. 
You know, the, oh, well, the posters had it. The posters had Batman and the police on the left, Bane and a bunch of poor people on the right. Yes. And I said, this is a movie about the 99%. And I said that jokingly. And that's what the movie is. It is. It is. Except the, the real joke is, Bane flat out tells you, that's his manipulation. Right. You know, although, I have to ask why. What really, other than because he thinks he's torturing Bruce Wayne, what is the point of the manipulation? I'm going to convince these people to to take over this city and everything else, even though, but I'm really going to blow them up. And I'm not going to give them any of the riches that we're taking away. So, so what is the victory of dispossessing the rich and getting you know the poor and the downtrodden to take over the city if you don't leave them in control? If you blow them up anyway, what is the point of that? There's a bigger flaw later in the movie that um, that I, I, I let go. But if they have the nuke, why wait to detonate it? Why wait nine, three months that, to that? That's the, that's what I'm saying. Why, why the whole social thing? Why What's sit, the point? Why sit on a city to wait to detonate it? If you and Talia have what you want, if Batman right. has been humbled, right? Why sit and wait? Especially if you're not monitoring his well, his, 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 his. The his answer injury. is to accomplish this whole 99 percent victory. But who's the victory for if you blow them up anyway? Right. What What is the point of that? Let's, let's keep in mind, you see the Superman trailer before the movie, which is great. Yes. If it's the same universe, Superman zips up, fixes that problem in two seconds. By the way, <laughs> and it's not, and it definitely isn't, and, and that, that's right. ultimately what I came to. So, so to be clear, the first time I watched the movie, I mean, anyone that knows me from having listened to Watchmen Geekscape before, you know I'm a huge comic book fan. Of course. Um, that's why so, you're so, It's an honor. So walking in, you know, and I see no fucking Batman for eight years, well, to be clear, what that means is... There's no any other member of the rogues gallery. There's no Riddler. There's no Penguin. There's no keep on going. And we're guessing okay? Jonathan Crane has been in jail because you do see Jonathan, Jonathan Crane, Crane later. has been in jail as one of the he got out with the rest. That's why he in has Blackgate, right? that. Yeah, he has that position of honor as a judge. You guess, you know, it's not really clear. And it was great seeing him. It's cool when to see him. When you see Jonathan Crane but, but, conducting a, a courtroom, it was but, fucking awesome. But, but yeah, the point is that you know no one's gone out of his way. You know. There are going to be people that talk about these movies and setting a certain bar for comic book movies and superhero movies. And but they're I, almost other than comic book movies. That's what I was about to say. Is I would argue that it, it, it's, no one's done everything he can to make this not a comic book movie. Superman has no place in the universe of this trilogy. There's nothing like that. Yet the Nolans have their hands on the Superman reboot. But again, nothing to do with this. There's no way it has anything to do with this. Okay, there, there's no aspect of that anywhere in this. Um, and in fact, one of my, arguably an issue I have with Bane is just that. The mask is kind of stupid when it's not his delivery system for Venom. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the mask, it's like, all right, I mean, because it's, it's blocking the pain receptors. I mean, why would it be a mask over his face other than the fact that no one just wants him to sound like Darth Vader? Did you notice all the Darth Vader homages in, in this movie? What I loved, I mean... Did, did you pick up on when he's grabbing, you know... Yes. He, it, it, he breaks this guy's neck, he picks Batman up, and you see him hanging there with his he feet He makes hanging. people kneel for him. Yeah, it's, Think, he's yeah, Darth Vader. Question. Stephen Prescott on Twitter said, why was Tom Hardy in this movie again? And I argue that Tom Hardy is in For this. that one flash well, where you see his face. Well, I, I, think that, I, I think that takes credit away from Tom Hardy's performance. I think Tom Hardy in this movie was great. 
He is great. I thought in this but, movie, but I mean, it, it's hard I to mean, realize how great he is a, with a, the mask. Well, a worse actor, you get Doctor Doom from the Fantastic Four movies. A worse actor, and you don't get this. Yeah. I mean, this guy. No, I, I agree with this you. This guy's presence on screen is incredible, and I no. don't think another actor gives I, you this. I agree, and and, and, and I think so, that's so a very I, good counter. So, I, so I think Stephen, that's a discredit to Tom Hardy because yes. I, I think I think yeah. without him, Tom Hardy's great. Stephen argues that Tom Hardy was cheesy in this. Mm, where do you see that? Because because I thought because I, I I was in on the fun of this Bane character because yes he's, the character he's big. is a megalomaniac the, is that he's cheesy? Big. That's the, the movie character. the movie starts with a huge set piece in the plane yeah. the movie it's big it's bold he's he's overwritten to you could argue and I was into it when he, when it, when he when he uses just the side of his hand to push that guy down and say do you believe you're in control now. <laughs> I was giggling. It was awesome. I it was, was giggling. Awesome. I love that scene. And it well, builds that, that, to him holding Batman above his head, and it's a flash frame from the comics. Yes. And but, I responded physically when he broke Batman's back. I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, I, I agree with your point, which is... Tom Hardy's the motherfucker. <laughs> no, what has been set <laughs> up fantastic. in the movie is he's over the top. He has to be because he's a larger-than-life character who has a cult following him. The only, I mean, and, and, he, and you can also argue that he's a distraction for the truth, which is Talia. Granted, but, but to, to stay with it, because that, that's actually one of the issues I have with the movie. I'm going to get there in a second. But Bane is this larger-than-life, you know, he's iconoclastic. I mean, you know, these guys are following him. They're practically praying to him. They believe in him so much. Right. You know, um, and, it's, and, and even down to, and if you're not sure why before, when they all gather around to watch him fight Batman, and even when Batman, it looks like Batman's wailing on Bane, and they're all standing there smiling because they know. They know that he's just taking it and tiring him out, and he's about to just crush well, him. One of my favorite moments of the movie is when Batman throws something out of his utility belt at him, and it, just goes, it goes around Bane, and he's like, that was cute. Yeah, my problem with it is it was only cute. Why did he throw something that would actually have done something? He did. It didn't do shit. No, he did little firecrackers. He threw whatever the fuck he could throw at Bane, and it yeah. didn't work. No, ba- ba- I argue that he did throw something powerful at Bane, and it's Bane. Maybe, maybe. All right. The point is that he's over the top because that's what someone that is that kind of a, you know, a zealot that has people behind them, you know, that way, he would be over the top like that, and you buy that. My problem is then Talia comes in. Actually, I'm really Ra's al Ghul's daughter, and then suddenly Bane is just, just a henchman. He's like he no longer has any personality. I, I feel like it, it takes so much away from him. I do agree with that as an argument. It seems like Bane, as great as he was the entire movie, does go out like a bitch. Yes. Goes out like a bitch hard. Yes. I, I a lot of people I know have been complaining that literally how he goes out with Catwoman coming in and, and, and nuking him that way. I actually loved that. Well, the, I didn't the, find that cheesy at all. Well, no, no, I, I don't. But. There's a good opportunity there that I feel was missed. The opportunity is that, first, I like that Bane, in a way, double-crosses Talia. She says, save him for me. Right. He has to die. And Bane says, you know what? I'm just going to kill him. Perpet- per- just pretend to feel the fire. Right. You realize you're, I'm going to kill you now. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to kill you. Forget well, Talia. Well, I'm going to kill you. Well, well it, 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 it's actually, there's more to it. It's more than just, I think, subtext there. It's more than forget Talia. It's, he's in love with her. He's always been in love with her. I'm going to be a little grafting. He's never gotten a piece of that. Okay? Right. <laughs> he's always wanted it. She says goodbye to him. He understands he's going to die with it. She's just leaving him behind. And Bruce got a piece of that. He's going to die. Okay? <laughs> so, so, By his hand. So I, 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 think, I think it was well – I think the decision to have Catwoman take him out 
is a good decision because you have Catwoman's conflict of, you know, she she has this 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 kind of conflict when she sees that she's led Bruce to Bane and Bane takes Bruce apart. And, There's that, and, and she's conflicted. The problem is. The resolution is so quick that it's almost not even satisfying. It, to her. it, it, it has it, a very '80s Arnold Schwarzenegger if, if, movie feel if, to. If boom. she had, I mean, granted, she has to do the decision and not go through the tunnel, not to escape Gotham in its darkest hour, and actually become a hero. But in if there was some kind of a resolution to the conflict that she felt when she uh, let Bruce right up to to his own destruction, then I would have been like. Great. This well, this character's gone full circle more than just a flashbang, and you send the guy against the wall. I, I would argue that it could have been a nicer moment. I would argue that we've already had Batman beat Bane into the ground into submission, <laughs> and then Talia stabs him, you know, and betrays him. So Batman's already beat him. Okay, so we don't need Batman to then beat him again. Batman's no. beat him. Batman just got stabbed. We need Catwoman and to. I don't need Cat. Bane is a physical force she can't beat. In fact, well, she shoots him. Yeah. She comes in the bat pod and shoots him, and it's like. But a resolution it, to that conflict she felt earlier. But you know what? For me, I felt we were, we already had the resolution. She came back, okay. And in I fact, you. I got you. And in I got fact, you, Ian, I got you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. In fact, her saving Bruce also builds up something that one of my big problems with the movie is. Here's the thing: the movie has a big problem with character development. It spends a shitload of time on Blake. But not really as much time as some of the other characters that they should have. Especially um, Selena. Yeah. Selena and Talia, mm-hmm. you know, who we find, you know, Miranda Tate, well, who we find as Talia. I mean, look, here's the thing. Um, I mean, in terms of the relationship with Bruce. you know she's Talia. The yeah. The second you see that scar, you know she's Talia. Look, look. The second you see, uh, and we, I'll, 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 argue, that she was Talia. I'll argue that the second you see the color schemes that they're using for Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, you know he's Nightwing. I mean, they're putting him in a chest blue f- sweater for the majority of this movie, yeah. and I was like, "He's Nightwing." Like, why? Would, like, I was really bothered that they didn't name him Richard. Richard. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, at, the end, really at the end, when she me. says, "Use your real name, Robin," what, what would be the problem with them saying, what you, "Use your real name, Richard"? And you, and you know what? I what someone point out to me is the general public. I find it a little hard to believe, but the really big general public. The people that are completely clueless. They've never heard of Batman and Robin. They don't necessarily know Dick Grayson. You know? I was so yeah, disappointed but, 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 the first but, time but, I saw but it but when Nolan it was But Nolan works Grayson. within, like, subtle, vague hints anyway. Yeah. Why would that not be one? I agree. It was, to me, it's the stupidest thing in the world to not call him Dick Grayson. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, no, no, I don't need no, anything else other no, than Nolan Dick Grayson. Play, no, Nolan and, does a great job of playing his card so close anyway and, and really... And really kind of behaving himself where other directors go overboard and trying yeah. to hit the audience over the head. Why there? But, and, and I think the, the answer is that I think Nolan got really caught up in I want my twists and I needed to have three of them. You mm. know? Minimum of three in this movie in that last act. And it's, and was it necessary? Well, what's the twist? You got the Talia? W- w- wouldn't you have enjoyed the movie more if his name was Richard Grayson the entire movie? My theory going into the movie, where I was disappointed, is I expected, I knew he was not going to be Batman for a while, but I expected he'd been Batman for a while after Dark Knight and then retired. And I knew, I, I, I called months ago, I mean, a year ago, I said, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, blah, 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 he's a cop, Blake, he's Robin. There was no way when they cast him he wasn't going to be Robin. And my feeling was, what would have been better for me is, Bruce trained him and put him inside the, the police force 
Okay, because they're that chasing was, this it. This is an argument. That would have been awesome. Audience, audience. This is an audience. This is an argument that Ian told me when the credits came up Friday, and I think this was a smart move that Goyer and the two Nolans just, for some reason, didn't put it in the movie. But it streamlines it and cleans it up really nicely. You've got a hobbled Bruce Wayne on a cane, whether he's doing an act or is actually hobbled, whatever. But he needs to know what's going on in the Gotham City Police Department. Regardless of the fact that if he's retired as Bruce Wayne and as a Batman. And, and, and whether the commissioner is giving him information or not, I mean, if he's not in contact with the commissioner all the time or he can't, well, if it's not you Gordon, put the guy in. It's obvious that, that, yeah. that Matthew Modine's character isn't on his side. No. And so why wouldn't he put a kid on the inside, especially a kid that he may have a history with? Right. They did miss an opportunity to justify why Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character knows so much about Batman or actually has like a front door access to, to Bruce Wayne. And there you have it. If... If this Blake character, well, really, let's just call him Dick Grayson because that's what right. we all want. If this Dick Grayson character had been, you know, in the police force in service to Bruce slash Batman, I'd have been. It would have been great if it he's Blake. Worked. He's really Dick Grayson, but they gave him a new identity and put he him in there. He shows up on the doorstep on that one scene and says, "Listen, I'm going to sit in your office. I'm going to tell you all this stuff." Da 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 da. Um, thoughts. I agree that that would have improved the movie. Uh, thoughts on Alfred disappearing for half the film. Ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. If he was just going to sit around and tell another one of those damn motivational speeches, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want him to be there. Fine. Because cause the, only, cause the, 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 gripe, the the gripe that I have, I, I have a few gripes of this movie. The, the, I know. Wait. You have I, I love you. You're my father. Goodbye. Man, let me tell and, you. And, and then in the morning, he shows Alfred, up. where are you? Oh, wait. That's right. I told you to go fuck yourself and get out of my house. He shows up. Alfred shows up and does the... I'm in this movie. I'm going to go for the Oscar speech. And he does this thing. And, and I was like, okay, that's the one you get. Wait a second. It's Michael Caine. You give Michael Caine yeah, a million yeah, dollars, yeah, he'll yeah, be in anything. Yeah. And I said, I said, okay, that's the speech he gets. It came way early, but that's the speech he gets. And it, it, might, put, it, it might keep Bruce conflicted when he puts on the bat suit again. And then, now, wait, wait, not wait, 20 minutes later. Wait, 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 which part of the speech? You mean the part of the speech that told you at the end of the movie? Yeah, and then not 20 minutes later, you get the speech <laughs> at the base of the stairs where he talks about how he had burned Harvey's letter, uh, or Rachel's letter to, to Bruce uh, about Harvey. And, and I, exactly and, why did that mean he was going to earn like, his hate? And I was, I like, was trying to protect you, so you hate me for that? And I was like, I was like, okay, listen, can we not have any more Michael Caine speeches? And it, it was almost like it came true, because he disappears from the yeah, rest of the film. Yeah, fine. I think you still need... I think you still need... Uh, have Alfred Pennyworth in that movie for, for stretches of the time. Uh, you know... You missed him. Did you miss him? I, I did. Yeah. I did. I I don't think they had any idea what to do with him. Right. If he's still Not just there. giving another speech. Well, forget, speeches forgetting are speech. Are you going to have him as part of the disenfranchise? What are you going to do with him? You already have Lucius, you know, you know running around yes. being shuffled back and forth. Uh, you know, I think that's a problem. A question, someone pointed out. I, I think I know what you're going to say. Go on. Batman's dumb. That he well, had no idea they were setting up shop right under Wayne Industries. Look, look, one, one of these the, bad guys were setting w- up shop one on of, a floor under Wayne Industries. One of the flaws of Nolan's movies is this: if anyone wants to call it the definitive Batman, is he's not the Dark Knight detective. He's never been that. He's a bruiser. He's a great fighter. They go to Bane's stronghold. Excuse Bane me. Bane pops the roof, Listen, and wait. they were under Wayne Industries. Wait, I got another one for you. Oh, Alfred, find everything you can on this guy, Bane. Yeah, my fucking butler in the middle of in the suburbs. Where exactly did he find that everything he could? And he gives him such details. He knows everything about this guy and the League of Shadows. And he, you know, was working with, you know, I mean, 
Really? The butler just went and found out? From who? Google. Yeah, no, that, no, that's no. on if Google. If you watch Amer- uh, Amazing Spider-Man, he used, uh, the fuck was the search engine that being it? <laughs> Product placement. I mean, seriously. Somebody had to pay for the Amazing Spider-Man. We all did as an uh, audience. We all paid for it. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. where is the detecting? Right. In these movies, you know, anytime he wants to know something, either Alfred or Lucius Fox tells him. It did feel That's good. That's not the Dark Knight detective. It felt good in the first Tim Burton Batman when Michael Keaton was trying to break the, 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 the Laugh-Act serum. Mm-hmm. And he was collecting all these different uh, over-the-counter products. And yeah. He actually and he was detecting. testing. Yeah, yeah. He was doing stuff. I mean, as flawed as those movies are, at least there's some of that. Mm-hmm. You know? And by the way, he hasn't been down there in eight years. Those computers are still cutting edge, you know. Eight years. <laughs> Not only do they still fucking work. They're the best in the world. Okay, but yeah, it's this great you know, system. You go down there and just analyze anything. What? <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> Seriously? When the bat suit comes up, I thought, they should have had, they just should, should have had just Bill Gates in there. <laughs> like frozen. Yeah, dead. I mean, no, he, he, yeah. he's got the brainiac headpiece. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, your laptop's two years old. It doesn't fucking work anymore. Eight years. You know, I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> a comedy of 64, he's working on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a cool little plot point for not only is he physically inadequate, not only is he socially not inadequate, so, but he's mentally behind so, the terms. So, he needs Lucius so, to come so, here. So let's talk about this a bit. You know, so eight years he's been gone. Um, it's, no one's trying to do Dark Knight Re- Returns. Yes. You know, that, and that, that's, that's an important part of the setup. And if that's it not makes, clear it, to you... It makes some things problematic with what came before, right? as we've pointed out. But if it's not clear that that's what he's doing, then when he's Batman again and he's chasing the guys after the stock exchange and the cops come and he fully does the scene right out of Dark Knight Returns yeah, with, the, cops fire with the cop and the rookie yeah. and, oh, wait, you know, you're in for a treat, the whole thing. So that's the statement. Is, yes, right. I'm doing Dark Knight Returns. That's what I'm doing. Um... And if you think about it, when Batman fights Bane that first time, it's the scene when the mutant leader kicks the shit out of him. Yes. You know? That's what it is. Minus the cool uh, Cyclops sunglasses. Right. But, but that's what it is. They're all standing around and he's fighting and he gets his fucking ass handed to him. You know? I'll I'm, tell you something, Ian. I love the fights in this movie. Fights are great. I the, thought they were fantastic. The, the, fil- filmmakers out there who want to be filmmakers and want to fight, do fight scenes especially, w- watch this movie. And take a note of all the impacts that either happen while the person's back is torn towards the camera or they happen just below the frame. So many of the impacts that you see in the Bane-Batman fight scenes are happening below the frame while one character is almost put to their knees. And those impacts just feel bigger. They feel yeah. like they hurt. And those are, those are literally impacts that are happening off the frame. You don't have to fake your fight scenes with a punch to the face and like an inch roll away from the, from the fist. Put your impacts off screen and you have the same effect as the knife in Psycho and the Janet Lee stabbing scene. The off-camera impacts were awesome in this movie. But not only that, when you look at the scene on the roof where Catwoman's surrounded and co-op. Batman jumps down. Yeah, co-op. That scene, I mean, that's a comic book. Yeah. On, it is awesome. Yeah. Down to in the middle, she pulls a gun and Batman in the middle no, of kicking hey. ass yeah. pulls the gun away from yeah. her. No guns. I thought you'd be into No that. killing. And then right back to it never stops kicking yeah. the shit out of everybody. The two of them together. That is one of the greatest comic book scenes I've ever mm-hmm. seen on film. Well, just like anybody seeing Neil Blomkamp's 
non-Halo film, District 9, when they went co-op and they went down into like the basement. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that's like Halo co-op. Yeah. And starts giggling like a little baby. Yeah, I, I thought you would like that rooftop scene. Um, what's cool I, is that I mean, Bane, That scene's awesome. Well, we, we, Bane's forces take over the city, still not able to fight, find the bat on a rooftop in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a second. It had a camouflage tent over it. had over a it. tent. <laughs> You know, it's hidden well. It was not hidden well. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, when Lucius says to him, oh, I hope you have it hidden well, you remember where you parked? It's like, didn't you want him to have some kind of special little hanger thing that popped out of the ground in the middle of nowhere? That would have been believable. Speaking of, uh, among other stuff, and, and, and here's the thing, because, all right, so I saw the movie twice, and the first time I was really disappointed, and then I went in the second time, and I enjoyed it a lot more the second it's time. It's kind of like the, the Avengers but, scenario that I went through. Right, but... There's a lot of holes in this movie. Yes, sir. Yes, I sir. mean, you know, breaks Bruce Wayne. There he is. He sticks him in this hole. First of all, he takes the time to fly to the other side of the world to stick Bruce Wayne in a hole. Okay. I guess it, there's some symbolism for Bane because of the hole he was in. You're led to believe because he crawled out of it. Of course, we find that he didn't. But why not just have so, Bruce in Gotham witness that shit happening anyway? Right. And then set Agreed. the new, new cop the next be, be, day. Because, by the way, um, oh, I, I jumped ahead of the whole thing about Bruce being broke, which I think is, was sort of a ridiculous plot point. But I get that it was all about how they had to take over the company mm-hmm. in order to get the fusion device. Yeah. But he's broke. He's in the middle of nowhere. They filmed in India. I mean, yeah. seemingly it's somewhat got, that part of the country. In, he, no, no, it's cool. He got back in three days, not two. Don't be so critical. <laughs> not only... <laughs> Well, yeah, he got back in, in three days, like Jesus. <laughs> right. But not only was he able to fly back into the United States, he was able to get into Gotham that is divided by you know uh, military forces. It's created no man's land. Yeah. Okay? He has no problem getting at, back in. Well, he swam. He swam past the, the, those the, gates. He swam he, through the frozen river. Yeah, he swam through past the people who had been exiled. That He Which swam underneath thing? the yeah. ice, right? I don't know how the fuck he got in. I mean... What the fuck? Maybe a parachute, a stealth parachute using the same material that he hid the bat with. That he doesn't have because he needs Lucius Fox, okay, to give him. He has no gear. He has no money. He has no resources. My thought, deleted scene. Ryan Reynolds drops him off using Green Lantern powers. Sure. No. If you accept the bigger DC universe that we have yet to see on screen. No. There's no bigger DC universe know, in this I know, movie. I know. I know. They're just holes. They're just holes. Uh, you know... And they're great holes. I mean, they're, they're, they're bad holes. You know, they shot this one in New York. The other ones they did not. And right. you can tell. Right. But what's even more interesting well, to me... Well, they shot a lot of it in Los Angeles. Right, but, but notwithstanding I thought, so, I thought some of those snow scenes were jokes in Los Angeles. No, no but listen to me. At he, least make it look cold. He, listen to me. This, this is an issue I have. Because, you know, the identity of the city in the first movie, and it's decadent, and it's falling apart... You know, and I, I felt like, I mean, it, it feels like more Detroit, but Gotham in the DC universe has really felt more, very much of a Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. you know, beaten down kind of thing on the river. And then you're looking at it here, and not only is it New York, it has to be New York. And the reason why it has to be New York is because of how the movie ends. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, no, it's Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh has those bridges that they detonate, and that was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has the arena. Yeah, but when Pittsburgh. your nuclear bomb goes off, 
It can't be in the middle of a fucking country, Jonathan, no, no, no. It, yeah, over the water. It's, and it's not Pittsburgh, right. It's not Pittsburgh there, but the majority of the movie was shot in Pittsburgh. My point isn't right. where they actually shot it. My point <laughs> is about what city is right. it really in, in terms of the story. And you're saying Metropolis. Well, it, it looked like Metropolis more than it did. To, to the extent that it, it's changed identity, more importantly, Gotham in Batman Begins and still somewhat in Dark Knight, it's this decadent, falling apart city but by the time you get the Dark Knight Rises, the president of the United States calls it our crown jewel. Right. You know, this is our most important, our biggest city. You know, no. What, as you said before, it's inconsistent with the other movies. That actually gives me, uh, it, that actually reminds me of the funniest comment Laura made while watching the movie. Yeah. During the military, I mean, keep in mind, Bane has just collapsed a football stadium. He's just trapped all the police underneath it. He's probably blown the face off of the Gotham City mayor. Um, and... You have this entire hostage situation happening. You have the bridges collapsing. You have all you know, jets flying. You have Bane's troops coming in, in the bat arsenal, and all this. And then you get the military guy about twenty minutes in. Once you realize the whole bomb thing, he goes, "Let's get the president on the line." It's like, dude, what the fuck does it require to get? Laura turned to me and goes, "How's the president not already on the line?" This is a huge fucking situation. This is 9-11 with superheroes. Right. How the fuck is the president not already on the yeah. line? Yeah, what's that guy doing? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Like, like on the other side of the planet... He, he, a big jacuzzi. Again, bigger DC universe. Yeah. Brainiac's got him. Superman's dealing oh. with it. Superman's dealing with it. That's what I think. Bigger but, DC universe. But, all those problems go away. You know, <laughs> you know, so some of the thing is, look, so... I'm sure our, you know, your listeners probably know this, but so we already mentioned Dark Knight Returns, a little bit of Year One with you know Bring Catwoman yeah, in, yeah, yeah. but you know then it's very much it's Cataclysm, No Man's Land, Nightfall, Night Quest. Yes, that's the one where Bane breaks his pack. Nightfall, Nightfall yeah. is where he breaks it. Yeah, Night Quest is where it comes back. I didn't realize by noticing this week's DC Comics, they actually the trade of Night Quest is Nightfall colon Night Quest. So we could call it all Nightfall. Go out there and pick uh, it up if you haven't read those classic yeah, stories. Yeah, I. As a, you know, back when it was just comics, it was you Nightfall. You would have to go find quest. it in, in your single issue <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the point is, so, so that's what that is. You know, the thing is, in the comics, more in keeping with where things were in Batman Begins, Gotham was a fucking mess, and there was an earthquake. Right. And that's then Ra's al Ghul, it turned out, actually had caused the earthquake because that was he was actually looking to take down Gotham. You know, so, which was a very much a lot of the stuff for Batman Begins that came from that. The idea that Ra's al Ghul, this whole idea of the League of Shadows purging the city, that's where that came from. Um, but so obviously, they were, you know, an earthquake making device probably sounds a little bit hokey, you but know? You've you used it twice so far. Yeah, yeah. Series. But I'm saying, I can appreciate, you know, the bombs, all that. But the thing is, when it wasn't the jewel of a city in the comics, the military came in and they shut Gotham down and they did that on their own. They didn't have to be forced to do it. And that, that, that kind of bothered me a bit because it just – it felt kind of silly, you know? I mean it was like really, you know, oh, he said that and he's threatening so therefore we're just going to do that? Like did, did you yeah. buy that? Well, mm, I wasn't really listening to you because I was thinking of an idea that I thought would have been cool from a fanboy perspective. Take out Daggett. Wait, wait, wait stop a second. Do you, do you want to rewind the, the no, tape no. and listen to it or no, – no. um, Take out Daggett, replace him with Cobblepot. That would have been fucking awesome. Well, yeah. That's how dumb I am. You're, you're, no, you're that's hurt. not dumb. But wouldn't that have been cool? That would have been cool. But he has to be walking around with an umbrella. Yeah. 
To a degree, yeah. But yeah. To a Nolan realistic degree. You know, I don't. Did you read the Earth, Batman Earth One that came out? You know what? It's week? on hold for me. Okay. Well, all right. I heard it wasn't great. I heard it's great. I, I don't. I'm, I'm paying twenty bucks regardless. I'm gonna get it. It's really good, but it's flawed. I'll, I'll read anything with Gary Frank art. Yeah, the art's great. There's stuff about it I really like, but one of my biggest problems with it. I, I'm not going to go off on it too much, but let's just say this: in this movie, and this is going to lead me into a point, and it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a, I'm going to make a, a a small point to make it into a bigger point, which is oh Bruce Wayne, he gets hung there, you know, they give a little push into his vertebra, and then it's we'll like just ignore hang, that because that was stupid. Yeah, hang there, and then he's going to walk. Over. But then if he does some push-ups and sit-ups, you know, and, and some pull-ups, he's back to he's just he's the Batman he was before. There's no sparring. But he needed. He, no... But he needed the thing to fucking use it on his leg yeah. and shit. But where was that? No, it's fine now. This leg was fucked for eight years. It got fixed in three months because he got to hang for a while. That's all it takes. Remember that, kids. Just hang for a bit. Well, I, actually, there is something to be said for you know that that kind of compression. I mean, I actually do the the hanging upside down thing. We know you think the, you're Batman. We know you. Well, we've known you for six years. It, it, it's not just that, but it's also, it, it's compression on the spine the and, and that, that, that actually can help a lot you're of things. You're more Wolverine than Batman, just at a height. Anyway. I'll take it. <laughs> there, 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 there are aspects of that, that that make some sense, but here's the thing. The movie at two hours and 45 minutes is missing a lot. This movie should have been two movies it should have ended when his back got broken, and then they, he could have fleshed out characters more. Yeah, but I argue that Dark Knight should have ended when Harvey Dent turns his face towards Gordon. That would have been a fucking shit that would have haunted you for a year. Fine, but no, but, but, but you're, that, when you say that you're making, I mean, it, it's somewhat the same argument or a different right. argument. But, you know, this movie, though, you, know, you don't look at Dark Knight and feel that Harvey Dent or the Joker... Aren't fully realized characters, right? And, and, and they and they they came around. Yeah, Joker got arrested, and Harvey Dent had his end. Yeah, you look at this movie, um, Miranda Tate. I mean, look, it's there. She's been around a while. She's been trying to meet him, but you know, listen, I love a woman who sleeps with a guy right away. Big fan. <laughs> you know, had, and she had an ass. You know, hi, how and you she doing? Was yeah, hi, how you doing? Oh, great, we finally met. Putting out. <laughs> great. Apparently, Bruce Wayne, you know, millionaire playboy, you know, got all kinds of models and actresses before. It's been eight years, so that first piece of tail he gets, he's in love. Mm-hmm. He's chasing her up and down buildings and whatever, you know, because. And did you like you the, the? Did you like um, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman? I loved Anne Hathaway's yeah. Catwoman, and and I have to say, you know, when you think about it from a filmmaking standpoint, she turns on a dime, you know. In the performances, when she suddenly goes from you know the, the, the meek waitress, way, yeah, you know, way, to the you know she gets all sultry, you know, when when she does it, she's in the she bar, was, she really and she's just screaming and crying, ah, you know, and then, and back. I mean, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely. I mean, it it's just like wow. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I hate to say it because it's the kind of thing people say, it, but it's like that right there is that's Academy Award kind of like turning just like that. No, you, you know, got to like, give it to Alfred because of his speeches. Well, and I knew you were going to say that. That's why I hated to say Because of his speeches, you've got to give it to Alfred. You know what I'm saying. It's like, she's like, it's mesmerizing yeah, she did a great how job. she turns it. But, you know, my problem was that I feel like neither relationship is really developed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's instantly so into Miranda Tate. Where did that come from? Then that gets turned over. Then he's, apparently, he was so into Selena Kyle that 
off screen, he worked it out that he's going to pretend to kill himself, you know, which he had planned out because he was able to leave, you know, directions and everything to the Batcave, to Robin, mm-hmm. and all, all that stuff. He knew he, this was always his plan. And go off, you know, and live in Venice, you know, which, by the way, Alfred's little dream that's set up so early on, oh, I had this dream, I'm going to go to this cafe. So I guess Bruce was just eating there every day for who knows how long. No, he's you know? probably been following Alfred and then just ran ahead of him there at the end. You know, with all of his resources right. for right. being broke. Broke, right. Well, you know, she just, you know, restarted her whole life because Batman has, you know, he acquired that device. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she's out stealing again. Right. Because that's what you do. And everybody in Alaska wants that device, by the way. Everybody who goes and lives in, like, rural Montana and hates the government wants that device. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of social commentary about, you know, technology and falling into the wrong hands and, you know, people doing bad things with it. Um, honestly, by the end, I think the message is pretty much it's bad, right? Yeah. Because there was a little bit of debate about, well, you have to trust people to do the right thing with things. But unfortunately, the person making that argument was the megalomaniac who was going to blow up the city. <laughs> right? Yeah. So... And he lied. I put the trust in one of you citizens. Oh, wait. It's the one I actually hedged that bet. I gave it to the citizen who is li- yeah. lying about being a citizen. Right, right. Well, um, you know, no. She, as she said, she, I'm, one, I'm a citizen. You know. um, so, so, the, so I argue. Uh, so in this movie, I'm, I'm watching and I'm watching it again for the consistent uh, social statement from The Dark Knight and Batman Begins about yeah. the social responsibility thing, which I think is the overarching theme of Nolan's Batmans. And, and, I, and, and I think it's. It's the kind of thing that I wanted in a movie like The Avengers or the Marvel movies, is for them to be films about something other than uh, pop, popcorn. Well, I, I want, as, as great as, as, great as no, they No, I, I want to say something right now because I realize I've been sitting and going off and the that may be unfair. And, that may be unfair, too. No, it, it's not. You know, I, I told you this. I'm sitting and going off on the movie, but the first time I saw the movie, I was really disappointed and felt inclined to tear it apart. And when I watched it the second time, I walked out and I said, I think I love it. Yeah. Um... Because it's all these problems, but it's a masterpiece. I liked it better than the first two. I'm, I'm saying, there's all these problems with the movie. It should have been so much greater. I don't like it better than the other two. But... It's so the, fucking the, refreshing seeing a, a, a filmmaker is like doing this. It, 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 it is clever. You know, the stuff about the statements of the 99% versus the 1% and all this, the social responsibility and all this stuff. Is so topical. It's that's just it's. But what I want to really pose great. to you, what I want to pose to the audience is: Does Nolan come to a conclusion? And that's what I don't think he did. I think he. Oh no, he came to a conclusion. What's the conclusion on who is in, whose responsibility is it for the social upkeep for the for the social continuance of a civilization? The populace, and when they get and they get tired and they've had enough. They stand behind some guy putting on a mask and beating the shit out of people. <laughs> and I'm talk. not even kidding. That you is the statement what? of the movie. In, 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 At the end, it's, he, it, he well, keeps well, telling Robin, to if you're going to do it, wear a mask. And then he gives him the tools to do it. Well, Although it doesn't make sense. Well, I, would, I would argue this. In you just saying that, it shows me why Matthew Modine's character is why, important. Why did he put on the dress blue so he well, could die? Well, well Matthew Modine's character... He's a guy who didn't stand for anything. He's a guy who was a coward for the most part, or a bully early on, and now he's a coward and, and he didn't want to. I come thought out he fire. was a politician who didn't he's believe a bit of in a politician. anything. And then and then he found something to believe in. He found something to believe in. Right. And he is representative of what you just said. 
rally around a cause, which is Batman can be anybody, which is what Bruce says. And there you go, the populace taking back their city, as represented by what they, the populace invests in, which is their police force. Mm-hmm. And there you go. You got your order. You got your anarchy. Is that the culmination of the argument? Maybe it is, folks, or at least as much as we're going to get from Christopher Nolan because he's totally done doing Batman movies. He could not have seen... I mean, it was like he was forced to put Batman in this film. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I mean, that, and that actually is the heart of most people I know's argument against it is it's not that much of a Batman movie. I, uh, again, when Batman showed up, I said, ah, shit, I guess he has to be in it. I mean, I mean for me, I love when Batman's on the screen. And you cheer for it. Because I mean, it's Batman. Yeah. When the yeah. alien finally shows up in Alien, you're rocking it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's called Alien. Yeah. I, 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 um, I loved the film. I, I truly with think... all of its warts and flaws yeah. and all. No, I, me too. Me too. I and just, some of them are massive. Yes, yes. I, I just truly think with, with exposition, if you'd given me that he was Batman for another five years of cleaning things up and he had to deal with a bunch of freaks... You know, in the middle of that, Replaced and they're, and they're with all locked Cobble up. Pot, used Tim Drake wisely, established and him now properly. Now he's Tim Drake instead of. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Dick. Yeah, used Dick properly. By the way, even his backstory, not exactly, but had some shades of Jason Todd to it. Yes. You know, so this is an amalgamation. Yeah, absolutely. But Nolan is trying to take what he. What I mean, he Tim Drake because yeah. he figured it out. Mm-hmm. You know, in a completely bizarre way other than the fact that <laughs> how is it not obvious to the entire fucking world that no one's seen Bruce Wayne or Batman well, for eight years Tim I mean Dick Grayson in this movie we're just calling him Dick guys yeah. come on Dick Grayson in this movie can figure out all this stuff about making sure that Bruce Jim Wayne Jim Gordon looked, says you're a detective there are no coincidences yet he okay. looked, yet, yet he's looking at where all the, oh. all the explosives are and he is so late on the fucking yeah. uh, oh you put, you know, you could put, you could put a jacket over a kid's head and make him believe in hope. But, but <gasps> he Wayne. is, he is so bad on the upswing when it comes to the explosives and realizing that he, that Bane's about to trap the entire police force underground. It's like uh. you're a great detective, Dick Grayson, who we're calling you Dick Grayson because that's what you are. Yeah, you didn't realize he was going to collapse the fucking. Like, well, no one said he was a great detective. Jim Gordon believed in him enough. No, he said he was a detective now. It didn't make him he was a great detective. He's still green. He derived Batman's identity before an entire city. He didn't could. even know how to check the corners coming in with his gun out. Okay? <laughs> check the corners, rookie. It's a rookie mistake. <laughs> I did love that. He's a rookie. I did love that when Jim gets the, uh, the one He's up. He's supposed to be brand new. He's just uh, eager. I love how Nolan shows that but, shot but, by the of, way, of, of Gordon barely able to get out of bed. Yeah. Next shot in that room is he's, the two thugs everyone's on the dead. ground. Everyone's <laughs> dead. He's the man. Yeah. Explain something to me. All right. Bruce has set it up. Now he's going to take over as Batman, right? It's a fucking orphanage upstairs. All right? <laughs> they have no money. The city's paying for it. Where's the power coming from? Okay? He's going to operate under there. He clearly has no training. He can't fight worse shit. Okay, he's a rookie. He doesn't even know how to handle a weapon properly without, you know, someone else, you know. I mean, yeah, he's clever enough to ricochet a bullet, you know, a, a shot once and get someone, but that's about it. Yeah, good. Go put on a mask, take some of my toys, and get yourself fucking killed. He'll be dead within a day. I mean, again, unless he has train a, his ass. Unless he has a bus to hide in. Well, yeah, if he's in a bus, he'll survive a nuclear explosion. All right, <laughs> so that brings me back to something else. The worst example of, you know, 
a nuclear bomb going off and the hero who's right there surviving it since the fridge in Crystal Skull. Ten seconds left on the clock, you see Batman still in the cockpit. Autopilot or not, how the fuck is he getting away from the nuclear explosion? <laughs> Lead suit. Done. I win. Lead bat suit. Stupid. Lead bat suit. Lead bat suit with a hole in it from a knife. <laughs> you know, an exposed you know, <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> what the fuck? One of my friends made a comment. like, well, no, he boom-tubed out of there. <laughs> Jonathan almost spit up his chocolate milk just now, I audience. I told you. Larger DC Universe is set up in this movie. You fans just need to know where to look. Bullshit. Ra- you, Raven you, teleported you, in you, and teleported him you out. You fans need to know where to look. Mr. Terrific was right there. boom to <laughs> Whatever the fuck he's talking No, it's Cyborg it's, now using the boom It's Cyborg tube. now. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, there was a post-credits, and it's him and... Uh, and in, in, in Miss Mama, or whatever the fuck her name is, with the boom tube. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Big, Barda, Big Barda. Big Barda. Big Barda. Yeah. <laughs> Big Barda. And they're all hanging out. <laughs> Man, that is hilarious. That's okay. Mr. What's Mr. Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. That's what I meant. Mr. Yeah. Miracle. <laughs> the, the post credits is... is, is Scott Free. Great, no, 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 world's greatest no, no. escape artist. I don't even think it's, 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 it's post credits. Uh, you get Oscar nominee from this film, uh, Alfred Pennyworth, sitting down in Italy. And who is Bruce no. Wayne at dinner with? Big Barda and uh, Scott Mr. Majestic. Frick. Yep, there you go. Not Majestic. Oh, where the fuck That's Wildstorm. <laughs> Got, it. Got it. Sorry, I forgot my derivations. Yeah. No, actually, and I- I'll tell you why you're right. You know the device they took out that they had to pull out, you know, for the MP? It's the perfect size for a mother box. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, you like a week after DC and Warner Brothers announced that they're going to make DC films, they give you a film that sets it up better and more subtly than the Avengers. There you go. The entire DC universe was part of this with Green Lantern dropping them back off in an occupied Gotham City. I think Flash did it at super speed. Possibly. Possibly. And, the, and, and Superman and the president dealing with Brainiac, keeping the president off the line long enough for it to get really important up in that. So there you go, guys. The bigger DC universe established in Batman The Dark Knight Rises. We are pulling things Maybe out Maybe Hawkman flew him in. Could be. There, there were Thanagarians. Wonder if you, Woman and the Invisible Jet. If you rewatch the movie, there are possibly Thanagarians all over that film. Just look for it. Just, you just got to know where to look. Um, the bat suit is made out of nth metal. <laughs> yeah, that's why he flies. That's why he that that's why he's flying everywhere. I think that's great. Um, Ian, anything in conclusion you would like to say on our hour plus breakdown of The Dark Knight Rises? You're not going to find a better breakdown uh, for both why this movie is great and why this movie has major flaws anywhere on the internet than Geekscape and Ian Kerner right here. Anything you'd like look, to look, we, we could we could talk for another couple hours about this. You yeah, know, and we can go on, geek, and on. That's why it's Geekscape. Uh, you know. It's, I mean, you, you got to go see it. You know, it's, it's entertaining. I, I think arguably what, what, what's great about the movie is that it is so polarizing, you know. But ultimately, my, my major assessment is I enjoyed it more the second time because I said forget all my comic book hopes and dreams. Forget calling it a definitive take on Batman. You, what I wanted to say yeah. that I didn't, I don't think I really made this point yeah. well enough before yeah. is um, we t- I mentioned the lack of freaks. I'm wondering, A... Did the death of Heath Ledger derail Nolan? Did he feel yeah. like 
I mean, because here's the thing. At least for this series. They it don't even mention the, heart, the yeah. Joker in the movie. It might have taken the heart the, out of him in this movie. The, the, yeah. I this, mean, obviously he made Inception, which is phenomenal. Right. No, but, 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 here, but I mean about yeah. this movie. Yeah. I mean that this movie, the third in the trilogy, it gives a lot of attention to the first movie. And it gives a lot of attention to the Harvey Dent, two-faced aspect of the second movie. And never mentions the Joker. Right. Doesn't mention him at all. And if anybody's going to be in Blackgate, it's him. Right. Yeah. Or Arkham. Or Arkham. But where is he? You know, I hope for some exposition, some kind of statement about him. I mean, we all we all wonder where they do Harley Quinn, you know, for the third one when they were developing it. I mean, yeah. what were they going to do? And I think no one went, I'm not touching it. Right. I'm just staying completely away from it. But you know what? You, I'm not going you know to even apply other freaks because even that you, is a nod to him. But I think you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah, but... So he, t- so he took the damned if you don't. I didn't. Th- you know he, what? He puts they, the Heath Ledger Joker stuff in here, and what happens? No, it granted, turns in, it turns into a thing. I, I agree, but I, I felt like you could have referenced that they existed. I, I almost think it, it's disrespectful. It's like it's like it's too painful. Let's pretend it never happened. Yeah, yeah, you're damned and, if you and, do. And, and that really bothers me. Yeah. And then I feel like all the other stuff that we felt was set up at the end of Dark Knight about that he's going to do all that. No one went. You know what? That's what everyone expects me to do. So fuck it. <laughs> fuck you for thinking that's what it's going to be. Because, duh, of course that's what it should be. Well, Chris would be surprised if he did another su- a superhero movie as the direct director on it. Of course, we love all his freaking movies. I mean, I love this his dude's filmography. I do. Is incredible. I do. And, and, and look, you know, you only saw the trailer. The footage of Comic-Con on, on Man of Steel. Well, our, our, our homeboy, Zan, uh, here in the forums, one of our Geekscapists sent me an email of quick times from the full stuff. Granted, it was rough. But, you know, the Amy Adams, he's shot a Zod, and him walking down the hallway with a billowy cape. Awesome. Man. Awesome. Uh, I'm telling oh. you guys, I told you. I told you when, kick, when uh, whatever it's called uh, came out, the, the movie with the girls flipping around, ninjas, that Snyder did. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. It was an okay movie. I like Sucker Punch. Yeah. And yeah, I'm with you. Them. I do. But you guys, back off Zack Snyder. He's going to give you a good Superman movie. But then again... I thought Mark Webb was going to give us a good, amazing Spider-Man movie. And I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But the discussion's what matters. Well, that, we, we, we all know when I was wrong. Yeah. Spider-Man 3, when you said it was the shit. Man. I, no, I said it was going to be the shit. I know. I, I know. didn't say it was I the know. shit. I know. Then I said it was shit. Yeah. I've, still, I've never seen it again. Well, before we let you guys be depressed, we'll let you guys go. Uh, leave your comments below the article or email them to us. You can catch Ian. Go ahead and join him on Facebook, especially if you're an attractive woman. Uh, and, uh, of course, I'm Jonathan London, a host of Geekscape. I'm at Jonathan London on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can email me at Jonathan at Geekscape.net. Check out Geekscape.net. We've got tons of this opinion. We've got tons of writing and tons of podcasts coming at you daily, sometimes hourly. And then, of course, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Search for Geekscape. You'll find it. This has been our Dark Knight Rises analysis. Ian, thank you so much for bringing a brain to this conversation and a bit of perspective in comic book history. You're unparalleled. Uh, And we'll see you guys on the next Geekscape.